Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is David to discuss the last few games before it all stopped and week reconstruction. How are we this week, guys? Very well, well, we'll start with you, David. I mean, yeah, I've had a great time. Yeah, been drinking a lot more. That's been a good positive. Oh well, I think Hearts. I think Hearts being bad was certainly adding to that. No, um, no, it's been fine. I've had work to do, so anyway, so I've kept, kept busy enough. But um, yeah, it's a bit boring now, though. Gordon, how how are you finding that life's nearly the same for you, or is it a wee bit different? Uh, well, I mean, if you take football out of the uh, the equation, then yeah, it pretty much is the same. I'm still working, so um, it's just really the weekends I've I've kind of had off. So. Um, yeah, it's it, it's strange, um, you know, kind of going to the shops and social distancing and things like that in, in place. But um, yeah, not not too much has changed. I mean, you miss little things. The fact that the St Mirren game is the last game that we're actually at, um, I think that that epitomised what Hearts have been like. It's as if you knew we were going to talk about that St Mirren game because that's what we're going to start the show with. Them, yeah. the 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 game that sort of confirmed that will finish bottom, potentially? Yeah, pretty much. Feels like it. It was, uh, I mean, I'd completely forgotten about it, but it's good to know that we're getting to talk about it again and relive all the anger uh, that I managed to get out that night. Uh, no, it was one of the worst performances. I mean, I say that. I say it's one of the worst performances ever, but I feel like I've said that for about 23 weeks of this season, so I don't know if it is, but it, it was just so apathetic. I mean, there was just, I don't remember us having a chance. I don't remember getting excited. I remember standing there, arms folded, freezing cold, and seeing them score and going, "Yep, yeah. yeah, I could see that coming." And then we didn't muster up anything and lost. And then the booze. We could hear some booze again. This then. It's a typical, a typical harsh performance from this season. Were we ever going to get out of this relegation battle, Gordon, or was it always too little, too late? Well, that that kind of game felt like it was the last day of the season to me. And, uh, and and you've just been relegated, you know. We went there with with hope and expectation, and then you know you just fall flat in your arse. And the uh, the performance was it surprised me because you know we played well against Rangers. We went to Easter Road, beat them, and then you know we uh, I thought we were decent in spells against Motherwell. Yeah. And then you thought right, you know we've got a bit of momentum behind us here. We'll go to St. Mirren, uh, get a big result there. And then the, the, this will be the start of the, the pendulum swinging. It was completely the opposite. Listen, I can I can accept Hearts getting beat. You know, I, I've seen it often enough. I'm used to it. You've accepted it for eighteen months. When performances like that, when when it's it's games with that magnitude. Where, I mean, listen, anybody can lose a game of football, but as long as you see your players put on a hundred percent effort, and I didn't see that. And I, I thought that some of the football. The defending in particular was schoolboy stuff. I yeah. mean, they were literally standing there in one big line, and you could see where the the gaps were and and and, and where St. Mirren could exploit them. And likewise, going forward, I think we had something like four attackers on at one time, and not one of them was moving. They would all just stand there and wait for someone right. else. To do it. And it was just it was going back to the what they've been like in the middle part and the start of the season, just just not doing the simple things. I mean, you could see right in front of us from where we were sitting that, that there was a huge gap towards the, the, the corner. And you thought, right, play the ball in there. And then that means you're stretching St Mirren's defence and you've got an opportunity to then get in behind them. But they would just stand and they would try to play the, the ball right in the middle of the, the 
the, the, the park. And they would just lose the ball, which they did. And then it was one simple ball over the top and uh, St Mirren were in and they scored from it. And it was only the only kind of real chance they had in the second half anyway. Um, and they took it. And that, that that's the difference. Hearts just, they weren't clinical enough. They didn't move the ball well enough. And they deserve to lose the game. And uh, it just it summed up the entire season for me. Epitomised the season. Of course, after that, um, we've had about 100 statements. We're still top of the statement league. Um, the league has um, effectively ended um, and we're now in a situation of limbo. Um, obviously, <coughs> the talks of league reconstruction. Why would we start with that vote, though? I mean, the whole Dundee situation. Like, what do you grasp from that? It's typical SPFL, isn't it? And I think when anyone thought I think if anybody comes up with an idea where you can play two games in one stadium on the same day, they, they, and this sums them up full stop. I mean, how on earth you can have a vote? They say the deadline's at five o'clock on a Friday, and then turn around and go, oh, by the way, it's actually 28 days later, um, so you don't have this. And if you if you do vote yes, by the way, you can't change your mind, but if you vote no, you can change your mind. And, you know, and then saying, and then releasing the, the, the information um, about who's voted um, before the deadline. Yeah. Just, that, how, how, how is this thing not being questioned? I'm sorry, it's an absolute shambles. No, I from, And I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's a members organisation. The, the majority of the members are saying, right, we need, we need money. So if you can't provide us the money, we'll have to vote for this, the, the, this stupid deal. Nobody wanted the season to end now, but they need the money. So how, how there was not alternative... Um, Situations and things like that given to them. Well, yeah. the Rangers did, and they just shot Rangers down. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I think is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they, 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 they've had weeks to sit down and discuss um, alternatives, but they're just, they've got their own agenda that they're, they're quick to push through. They're not interested in what anybody else says. And, and if, you, if you're not on board, you're not on board. <laughs> we always laugh about Rangers when they release a statement because usually it's something out of a um, movie, how ridiculous it is, but they actually made sense with two or three of their statements. They were the only team actually coming. I mean, they've called for an, an inquiry into the SPFL. They came up, they were the only club to come up with a reasonable uh, solution to the problem. And like you said, within two minutes, that was, oh no, we can't do that. Move on. Yeah, so, I, I, think, I think Rangers have got their own agendas because, I mean, they can't be seen. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Line and, and, I mean, the, their own supporters right away won't accept that. Um, so I think that's when they're, they're kicking up a fuss. I mean, realistically, in terms of the league thing... Oh, no, Rangers, it's over. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rangers were never going to catch Celtic. But I can understand where they're coming from. You know, they, they do have two old firm games yeah. in it. I mean, Celtic could go and lose these games. So... Um, th- theoretically it could happen but I think what they're saying about I, I think you, you, you could question Rangers' motives here but I mean what they're saying is right whether they mean it or believe it yeah. or not um, is you can't relegate teams uh, in particular ourselves although we deserve to go down uh, you can't do it when you've only got um, four points in it and there's what eight games left likewise Partick Thistle they have a game in hand and um, <laughs> there are only two points to drift um, you, you can't do it you can't do it. I'm sorry. You, you cannot justify it. You cannot relegate a team yeah, when there's still points to play for. And it doesn't matter how crap or shite they've been yeah. um, leading up the, to that. The, the it's, part... it's not fair. And you look at the amount yeah. of teams over the years that have great escapes and things like that when it comes down to the last eight games. And you, you look at our own scenario, right? And we are playing the majority of the teams that are round about us. So mm. those are big high-pressure games. 
We'll have a few of them at home. Now, admittedly, we haven't necessarily turned up when it's come to high pressure games this season, but these teams could crack under the pressure and Hearts could end up getting, you know, they, they could easily make four points, but that's two games. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they could have went and beat Ross County on, on the, the, the following weekend. Yeah. They, could have, they could have got a result of Pataudry, a team that we've already taken points off of this season. And then, obviously, you've got the teams, you know, round about you, the mid-table teams like St. Johnston and... and um, Try to think who else was in the bottom six. I mean, you had what St Johnston, Hamilton, Ross County, ourselves. These sort of teams, if they're safe, are, are yeah, they really going to be up for it? If, if, if I don't they're think safe, so. I think you can point off these yeah. teams. If, if they're safe, then they play weakened teams. You normally find that in the last few games that the sort of seventh place team is always aspiring to get sixth. So this kind of just oh. sort of are all on their summer holidays before then. Look at the games that we've lost over the years when we've had to play dead rubber games, you know, against teams who needed to win, you know, Partick Thistle. I remember them coming to Tencastle and winning 4-2 and, you know, we, I think we played against St Mirren one year, they needed a result and uh, and they got it and, you know, you, you do play these as well, I think it was the same, we went to Dens Park and lost 1-0 and yeah. it was a big result for them. So, I mean, teams who generally need to win the game, you, you normally find that they do. Yeah. Um, and I think it would have went to the wire. I think it absolutely would have went to the last day of the season. But you can't turn around and say, "Nah, that's it. We're scrapped." Yeah. It. Because it, I mean, it goes against the bylaws for a start. Um, I mean, if you, if you if you end the season before it ends, then it's got to be null and void in my opinion. That's the only logical way of doing it. Well, the Eredivisie have done that, haven't they? With the with Ajax and and whoever else that were at the top. But you're right about the great escape thing as well, because when you look back to the season we went down, obviously with our points deduction. What ten games to go? Hibs were seventh, and we're in no danger of going there. Well, by the looks of it, on the face of it, and St Mirren were were eleventh, and were everyone wrote them off, and then they they went three on the bounce, and before you know it, it's Hibs down, and St Mirren stay up happily. So, well, you, yeah, yeah there's a lot of teams in that situation because you had Kilmarnock as well, and then you had yeah, and, and, they, and they they won at Easter Road, Kilmarnock yeah, as well, exactly. it's on the last day to save them. So exactly, and it's been the same for for years as well, you know. Um, and that that's the exciting part about the, the kind of the playoffs and the relegation zone and things like that is um, is these games the fact that the teams do play each other. So for 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 me it's just it's um, you can't do it you can't justify it and although it's controversial to end the league as null and void and not give teams who feel they're I mean you, you kind of you feel from Motherwell in a way you know they've they're going to they were going to qualify for Europe. Aberdeen, uh, you know, Celtic obviously going for a ninth title. Yeah, it's it's controversial because these teams have done well over the season and my, deserve my it. argument, no, Gordon, you know, is... I mean, if we were sitting here as, as, as Hearts fans and they were top yeah. of the, and Hearts were top of the league, oh, we'd, we'd be gutted. But <laughs> it's an unusual situation. It's unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got to take that into account. And in my opinion, not winning something is uh, nowhere near as bad as relegating a team who justifiably can still stay up. But the question is, yeah. Gordon, the question is with, with this, if Hibs, Hearts, maybe Aberdeen were top of the league, would they just award them the league? No, of course they wouldn't. Of yeah. course they wouldn't. So, um, but I'm not, I'm not going to get into the whole um, Celtic bias thing. But I think, you know, because you, you only need to look at other league, t- league um, titles, you know, with d- down south with Liverpool and... Obviously, you know you talk about Holland, and then you've got Germany and things like that as well. I think I think the issue here is it's it, the relegation thing needs to be highlighted more than anything. I think that's the, yeah. That's I, the I think it's I think it's severely involved in it. it's severely unfair in Partick Thistle. This no, I but re, 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 re
go down. You know, the, the cuts and things like that, and the job losses and things. It's not like it's not a case a team just goes down, but and, and that's it. You know, things just mm-hmm. go on as normal. People go, oh, what a shame. You know, we'll be back next season. It doesn't work that way. Teams have got to make cuts because it's you know it's a totally different kettle of fish going down. Um, and if you've not got I mean, Hearts in particular, I mean the the, the way Hearts have run um, under. Uh, certainly the last few years the way we pay players and the money that we've pitched against the wall and that's a shite catastrophic for Hearts it really is um, because you know you look at the money that they're spending compared to other teams and the cuts that they would then have to make to try and stabilise the club yeah. it's an absolute shit show so for Hearts going down it would be a disaster without the opportunity to try and stay up um, and then you look at Park Thistle they're in the same boat as well um, it's not necessarily the players and things like that you, you feel sorry for because let's be honest with you if you go down you deserve to fucking get sacked anyway it's it's the people who work in the club the people who you, you know you'd have to basically the, the way you look at it you have to make each member of each kind of team redundant they would have to lose their jobs you know and that goes to the ticket office people in the shops people who sell the pies cleaners groundsmen hard working people who want to do their job and and they, they, they'll basically be told that listen, because of because these shite houses on the park have let you down, unfortunately we're going to have to let you go. And for I'm afraid in this in this stage, I mean, listen, if Hearts play the the final eight games and then go down anyway, then you know you can go well, fuck it, fuck the players, you know, and 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 the criticism will be rightly stuck at their door, and mm-hmm. they still should be criticised, and they will be criticised. Yeah. But ultimately, you still can't get away with relegating a team when. You know, because nobody can tell what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. And uh, when you've still got eight games left, you cannot justify sending teams down. But, David, does this give uh, Hearts, um, in particular, the, the club, a sort of get out of such an awful season? Do you know what I mean? Last time we went down, we went down because of administration. This time we've yeah. gone down because of a global well, pandemic. You know, that's what someone said. Uh, at least with our relegations, there'll be two asterisk sectors, so it won't actually count. But yeah. It won't feel like real relegations. But, um, Maybe a little bit. Maybe it's a, it's a nice little, um, a nice little uh, blanket to a wee, wee blanket. Oh well, it doesn't, you know. But at the end of the day, no Hearts fans are going to forget this season in a hurry, are they? As much as they want to, they're not going to forget the absolute monstrosity that they've paid their money for to see twenty-eight games, four wins, countless pumpings here, there, and everywhere, getting getting ridiculed every week on social media, oh. constant abuse. It's been great. I've really loved it. So no, um, I don't think uh, I don't think it'll maybe in the short term, yeah, maybe. But when that documentary comes out, it's all going to come flooding back. So oh, the documentary um, will be quite yeah. funny though, won't it? Jingle will well, ever finish the documentary. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's going to be like Sunderland until I die, but just more more painful. Yeah. And if they sh- if they show this, what's happened post uh, football being postponed? In the documentary, I think that'll be a nice comedy show. <laughs> we can we can make an extra series out of inside the SPFL. So, uh, so see see the thing is, you you, you say nobody will, will forget this season in a hurry, but nor should they. I think this has been the most disastrous season in yeah. Hearts history. Yeah, it is. It'll go down the history well, books. Certainly one of them, anyway. I mean, I know you can make arguments about the the yo-yo seasons and you know in the seventies and stuff, but. I think I generally think it is. I mean, you 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 put everything into uh, perspective here. You look at the money Hearts have spent, the players they've bought, internationals. You know the the money that they're spending compared to other teams and things like that. And then you highlight a team like Livingston, who were in League Two three years ago, 
four years ago or whatever it was, and um, and and they've they, they've shot up the leagues, and and now they're fucking fifth in the Premier League, where we're sitting bottom of the league and we've won what two games at home or something, and two of them were against Rangers, and then you go Easter Road and you win twice, and you think, well, how how can you then not go to St Mirren and beat them? How can you not go to Hamilton and beat them? And what it comes down to is attitude. And these and the way that, that Hearts go about their business and the way that they've brought these players in, they've they've not researched these players. They've obviously thought to themselves, aye, him, 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 they'll do. Right away, start of the season, you could see there wasn't a blend. That you know, there, there was no there was nothing there to suggest, oh, this looks a really good outfit. You know, they they weren't playing there was it was group individuals and you could see that from day one. Lord, how many times you say that? How many times are we told in the summer that this is the best Hearts team there's been in the past ten years? Well, again, and that, the, the, this is where the, the question is going to be asked to the board because they've sat there and they let Levine do this for so long and to destroy this team. And Stendhal's yeah. tried his best to come in here and and he needed some sort of um, huge reaction and that's why he, he tried to get rid of some players. But you can't do that just within one month. Sorry, no. you can't, especially when you book games and things like that coming thick and fast. It's just, you know, you, you can't do it. And uh, the writing was on the wall from, from fucking last season when we were getting beat off fucking Livingston and teams yeah. like that. And even the Dundee at home and things like that. Levine should have been sacked in the summer. Simple as that. They should say thanks. Yeah. Right, you, can, you step down. You know, you've tried, Craig, but we finished sixth again. It's no good enough. We want to be in Europe, so we're going to yeah. go with something. But she didn't. She stuck with him again. And he was allowed to bring in shite after shite after yeah. shite. Where we're sitting now, we're bottom of the league. We deserve to be bottom. And the players that we've got are on big, huge wages. And they do not deserve to be anywhere near paid that that sort of money. And they don't deserve to be playing for such a big club. And it's no. a shambles. And, and their attitude is pathetic. There's so many of them. I mean, the, the St. Mirren game highlighted that. You know, there's no sitting there feeling sorry for themselves, and a few of them as well who are so-called heroes, uh, by you know, and lauded by some some supporters, not by me, but by some supporters, they just walk away down the tunnel. You know, don't even come over and hold their hands up and go, oh sorry, nah, hey, head down away down the tunnel. You know, it's a Wednesday night, and Hearts to Hearts, Hearts away support has been brilliant this season because we've actually filled most of the the grounds that we've went to. It's been fantastic, and you know, you you can say that. We can use this pandemic as an excuse, um, saying that oh, it's okay that you know it's not a real relegation. Well, it is a fucking real relegation, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and and nobody should forget that. Whether they go down now with eight games left, or whether they go down in eight games, you cannot take away the fact that it's been a shambles from day one. I just don't know how. No, I don't know how the board weren't absolutely uh, petrified after some of the outings in the League Cup, scraping by League Two teams, winning on penalty shootouts against a Dundee United uh, Championship level team, not even be- beating each five on bloody penalties, you know. And then, and then it's like, oh no, it's okay though, because they've only had a few weeks to gel. They're not quite together yet. Well, how the fuck if they're not good enough to beat Stenhouse uh, Muir without putting Craig Halkett up front in the last minute? Uh, if they can't beat Dundee United at home, it's embarrassing. And then, you know, it's the prehistoric pre-season thing as well. I just run up Millen. Oh, you'll be fine. Just run up Millen. We wonder how we get so many bloody injuries this season. Because these players clearly aren't fit enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree <laughs> with you completely. I mean, and, and they're posting videos of them running up a hill on the beach. And, oh, you know. Look, look, Anyone can do that. Exactly. Well, admittedly, not us, but, you know. No, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't want to go up going, David. Not, you know, and, and they've employed all these sports scientists and things like that. 
And and Levine came up with the same thing as well. Oh, we've done a further investigation into why the players are getting injured. Well, there you go. I mean, you're making them running up bunking uh, sandy hills and things like that. And they're not even when when they're not uh, at a stage where they should be doing things like that. This yeah. is professional football, for Christ's sake. Aye, it's no uh, under twelves. Exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, and just just. You can see where it's went wrong. Everyone can see where it's went wrong. And the fact that the board couldn't for a long time is uh, is worrying. The whole Austin McPhee thing, you know, if, if as soon as Stendhal said he didn't want him part of his his, his coaching team, he should have been shown the door there and then. I yeah. think McPhee certain things to the club. Um, I, I, I would have him there if it was going to be a director um, of football, you know, a sporting director. I would have had him in that role, and I've said that before, and I still stand by that. Yeah. But if he's not going to be part of the coaching team, and if he's not going to be officially announced as a sporting director, then he should be shown the door. But what, Simple as that. It boats the question, where are we with the sporting director thing? Well, exactly. Oh. Again, it's another highlight of, of, of the, the inability of the board to make decisions. You know, she said that that was one of the first things she wanted to sort out. Now, it took six weeks for them to hire a manager. Yeah. Six yeah. weeks to hire a manager. Yeah. In that time, if she wanted Austin McPhee to be the director, she should have just said, right, Austin's the director who's going to help me take the um, take charge of uh, of the process of finding a new manager. Instead, she wanted him to take the team. Yeah. Now, fair enough, he wanted the job and that's fine, but he didn't get it. He was never going to get it anyway. Um, and, you know, they, they had one good result and then it just went back to normal again. But yeah. if, if, St- if he wants to be a coach, then fine. Great, no problem with that. But if Stendhal doesn't want him on his coaching team, then 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 you should go. Well, Austin, we want you to be sporting director. Do you want that? And if he goes, mm, I'm not too sure. I quite enjoy coaching. Okay, well, I'll be somewhere else then because it's not going to be here. So, well, well, we'll your contract come to an end. Likewise, Craig Levine as well. Should have been gone. Yeah. Goodbye. As soon as she said he didn't want him to return to director of football, that's when he should have been gone. Yeah. There's no point in there for his expertise. What expertise? Because he's overseen a club that's the third biggest club in the country and now sitting bottom of the league on, on his watch. And, and, and he's overseen something like 80 players come in on yeah. his watch. Honestly. So, going, going back to, to the way the league and the way things might transpire... Is there any chance of league construction? If so, what would you both want? Oh, I would say that I don't think it'll happen because the two Glasgow clubs are going to vote against it. Celtic clearly don't want it. and Rangers have pretty much made their, their feelings well known about it. They, they, they don't have any desire to, to go for it. If it were to happen, I mean, I personally uh, would like it. I mean, I've always thought that league construction is needed. I feel like now it's been done for the sake of it. And the last thing you want to do with this Changing the whole league system is rushing into it. But the problem is now that it feels like all, all, the only thing you can do now is rush into it because of what's going to happen with this season. Like you say, clubs need money, they need certainty, they need to plan for the future. But I, I personally would, would like a 14 or a 16 team league. And then you go a bit. And there's, there's ways to do it. There's a, a, I read up, there's a, a, a league in, I can't remember if it's Hungary or Bulgaria, that do a kind of top six and a bottom eight system. And they do the bottom eight play once and the top six play each other twice, and that way you get more meaningful yeah. games out of it. And that, and that would that would keep the old firm's desire of the, the TV deal and the four old firm season and all that. Not that not that we all like that as as non old firm fans, but if it gets money into the game, then I, I guess it's it's necessary. But um, I, unfortunately, I don't see it happening. It's not not right now anyway. With the way things are going, there's too much resistance to it from the higher up clubs and some even clubs. And lower leagues aren't really that keen on it. Yep. Um, yeah. Or 
I think it'll just be a bit of a damp squib in the end, really. Gordon? This goes back to Scottish football continually shooting itself in the foot. And, um, you know, if you speak to the majority of supporters and, and even that, like chairman of the smaller clubs and things like that, everyone for years has always said that the, the top league in Scotland should be bigger. Now, I think it should be an 18-team league. I think that, that, that then that there should be a second division, 18-team league, and then that's when you go into, you know, a smaller conference-type league, things like that. Um, there, there's big clubs in Scotland, and it should be a, a play-home-and-away type system like it is down in England, like it is in, you know, Germany and France and all the all the top leagues. Because whether you want four fucking old firm <coughs> games or not, it's besides the point. You, you've got to look at the bigger picture and that's why we continually shoot ourselves in the foot in this country because we pander to two football clubs and we, we think that suddenly the TV deals because of what happened previously when, when they turned down the original TV deal and then you know, it all went to some and everybody shit themselves in case they're going to go bust again they won't go bust because the current TV deal that they've got shite anyway uh, and, you can, and, and these smaller clubs who rely on Celtic and Rangers yeah. coming round uh, once or twice or whatever, you know they're not even guaranteed to, to actually play them twice anyway. Celtic and Rangers twice, but it should be the case that, and I, I think I look at it from a supporter's point of view because I think that um, capacities would go up again because you would get, for example, yeah, Hearts, Hearts would then go and play say Aberdeen or Inverness or something like that, you know, and you think to yourself. Hmm, I've not been there for for a while, so I'll, I'll go up to that game. We'll take a big away support, but then you think to yourself, "Oh, well, actually, I'll no bother going because we'll probably play them in like three months again anyway." It's, it's a very so, good point. The... Like that. It's all repetitive shit. This system is crap. It's boring, yep. and the football and and people laugh at Scottish football, and rightly so. Um, in terms of did I think reconstruction will happen? Yeah, I think it will. I think it will go to a fourteen team league. Um, they only need 75% of the votes, providing they agree that they won't change the um, the financial table. So basically, the bottom two would get the equivalent of finishing second and first in the championship. Yep. Now, admittedly, it is a, a drop in prize money. Um, I think it's like the equivalent of 500,000 difference or something. So, yes. I mean, yeah, that, that's an obstacle, but I think it's an obstacle they will be able to get rid for a year. Because still, if you look at it, these clubs, if they were, if you got two clubs into the Premier League, so Dundee United and say Inverness, Inverness are not going to block that vote because it means that although they would be taking a hit in prize money, they would be coming up to the Premier League and then they would still be going to stadiums like Celtic, Rangers, Tynecastle, Easter Road. So they would be making that they would probably get that money back anyway in revenue. Um, and then obviously you've got the the teams coming up to the Premier League. So I I think that we'll go through via that way. Um, yeah, I think Celtic will block it, but that's Celtic for you, isn't it? Um, and they're the only other team that I could see blocking it. I think if it went through the 75% route, I think it would get passed because it would just make sense. Um, unfortunately, you know, I think if you could, we could really use this whole situation to properly reconstruct Scottish football for the better. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, you're never going to get a better opportunity to reconstruct the game. Uh, than you will now, and, uh, and and again, instead we're squabbling with each other, we're arguing yeah. with each other, and that just highlights the problems in Scottish football. Yeah, and this is this extends all the way down from grassroots level to the highest level in Scottish football. You look at so many countries in Europe that have got minimal resources compared to countries like Scotland. I mean, everyone talks about Iceland, but there's so many even in just Central Europe that, that that are doing well for themselves and are punching above their weight. 
yep. and are qualifying for major tournaments and are bringing in better TV deals than us yep. and have got a better uh, viewership around the world. Yep. But it doesn't. It means that it would have to require change, and that's yep. something that Scotland as a whole is resistant to. Yeah. So it, 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 and. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Scottish football has so much potential, and I've said this for ages. You know, they've got some really big football clubs up here, and you look at the population; it's only something like five million. But the amount of people who come out of outside of Scotland, and in the Premier League as well, they they they, they totally capitalised on tourism, and that's a big mm. part of what what the Premier League is now, and why it is so popular. And I'm not sitting here and saying that a billion people is going to sit down and watch Scottish football. Of course not. But you could tap into that market. Celtic and Rangers are massive clubs. Hearts are a big club in their own right, as are Hibs and Aberdeen. And I'm sorry, but these clubs could get bigger. There's so much potential. And if you had a bigger, a bigger league, a more competitive league, and the opportunities for these teams to actually win stuff, then more people would be interested in watching Scottish football because of what it brings to the table. But instead, we continually shoot ourselves in the foot. We're only interested in ourselves. Um, and when I say ourselves, individuals who run Scottish football... Yeah, i.e. the board members, certain football clubs, and collectively, we're we're never going to change, never ever going to change, and uh, and it's sad, and it's sad. Yeah, it's- That's the end of the show. Um, I'd like to thank both of you for virtually being here. It's the first time we've done this uh, virtually. Hopefully, it's been a success. Hopefully, you've enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, it's been virtually great to talk to you, Ross. Um, and I'd like to thank those at home that are listening. Um, as ever, stay safe. Thanks for listening, and goodbye.